0: Hello to all. Welcome to Books and Us, the podcast about learning about new ideas and getting inspiration from books. I'm Ranjit Monga. And as you know, every week I take up books in the nonfiction category from which we can get a wealth of knowledge and information. The interviews conducted on this podcast are also available on the news website www.globalbihari.com. So if you want to read about them, Just go to the website and search under my name or the column, which is called literally Speaking.
1: The concept of zero waste involves just minimizing the amount of waste that you're generating. um, So that basically you're trying to reduce your waste to as close as possible to zero. uh, Mm -hmm. So nothing gets sent to the landfills or the incinerators or the ocean. You know, the urgency of achieving this really stems from, of course, the environmental crisis and it's caused by excessive water, uh, excessive pollution, lots of habitat destruction, and of course, climate change.
0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode nine of the podcast, Books and Us. Today, we are going to talk about a subject which not only impacts us, but our whole planet as well. Uh, That is the problem of garbage, waste and trash, which we produce on a daily basis and which takes years to degrade. To talk to us about it is Saher Mansoor, author of the book Bare Necessities, How to Live a Zero Waste Life. Bare Necessities is also the name of the business she founded to give people products which do not produce any waste. Saher, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you.
0: Yeah, thank you. I must mention here that Sahar's venture and her efforts have brought her a lot of recognition both in the country and abroad. She is the recipient of the Red Club X Young Leader Award instituted by Cartier, the accessories company. She studied in the US and did her master's from Cambridge University while working for the World Health Organization. She saw for herself how garbage is segregated and actually the amount that collects all over the cities. And having been sensitive to this issue ever since she was 19, she decided to do something about it. And her learnings since then are all contained in a book, which can help people to live a zero waste life. She's based in Bangalore. So Seher, I want to start by asking you that I read also uh, in at your website that, uh, you know, most of the trash that we have produced in a lifetime is still out there. Is that true?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, Basically, when we say something's get thrown away, where does away actually even mean, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And every plastic toothbrush, water bottle that you and I and the collective world has ever used just sitting here somewhere on this planet, because also plastic never degrades. Mm
0: -hmm. It just
1: breaks down into smaller and smaller pieces of plastic called microplastic. And then, of course, land up in the food chain, land up in the water that you're drinking um, and whatnot. And it's essentially research suggests that we consume a credit card size worth of plastic each week.
0: So can you please take us through what we can expect uh, from the book?
1: So the book is essentially a comprehensive guide that tries to um, spread awareness or educate uh, readers about adopting a low-waste lifestyle it provides very lots of practical tips sustainable alternatives mindful practices to reduce your waste in various aspects from the minute you wake up to the minute you sleep um so we've got personal care home care office community setting and it just seeks to you know inspire readers to try and make it you know make some sustainable changes in their own lifestyle and it will not only benefit them but it'll also benefit the planet in the long run
0: and uh, what's interesting about the book is that it's it's also got elements of a workbook And, uh, you know, so that uh, readers can assess their own life and their lifestyle and see what sort of products they are using. So can you elaborate on the exercises? So honestly,
1: the exercises in the book are super, super interactive. And they're just designed in a way that engages readers very, very actively. So that it might include, you know, self-assessment quizzes, goal-setting exercises, DIY projects that you can try at home, and also some reflection prompts about, you know, what is happening in your sustainability journey. Um, And essentially, all of these exercises are just there to help readers apply the knowledge that they're gaining, processing, um, but also encouraging everyone to take a very practical, practical and very actionable step to try and incorporate into their daily lives.
0: So can you give an example, for uh, for example, like you start off with, uh, with the personal care products, right?
1: Yeah. So we've got some DIYs where you can make your own toothpaste with ingredients that you can just find in your own kitchen. Um, we've got basically some activities where you can write um where did you start from and what you observe in maybe your personal care routine that is traditionally packaged in plastic and maybe what are um you know what what is something that you want to say bye bye to and mm-hmm. switch it up for a more sustainable option um it's basically also got a lot of resources like think of a recipe book mm-hmm. um but for zero waste living you know there are so many books around um, uh, whether it's health and wellness or how to get started on meditation or um, cooking etc but there isn't a manual or a book that a guide that takes you through how you can live more sustainably and since we're currently living in you know the largest global garbage crisis of our lifetime I think it's a very pertinent and very very important subject that all of us can Try and get started. Um, And, you know, while it sounds very complicated and scary, this book tries to make it very easy and very actionable. So if you have some old shoes um, and, you know, you finish repairing it with the cobbler a couple of times and all of that, now what do you do with it? So it also gives a shout out to lots of local organizations um, and companies in India that are doing some amazing work that you can look at in terms of, you know, the rest of the supply chain or the rest of the value chain um, for all of your necessities.
0: And actually inspired by your book, I've started a, you know, sustainably swap club within my extended family. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you mentioned that in your book that we should start swapping and that there are, there are some enterprises uh, who allow you to swap or buy secondhand and we shouldn't be ashamed of that. So what we do is we, on a WhatsApp group, we just put something which we require or something which we want to sort of, uh, you know, give away. And then if anybody in the family wants, they can, uh, you know, we can exchange or uh, reach out to each other like that.
1: That's really, really cool. And that's amazing. And I think, you know, we used to do it so kind of seamlessly uh, growing up. I have two older sisters. Absolutely. Um, Always had their hand-me-downs, you know. Mm. And then suddenly, became this whole web of organization and um, you know mass production and mass consumption and then we just kind of forgot to do those little things that actually help save money and that are just more sustainable um, as well so yeah I think sustainability especially in the swapping realm has just made this big comeback it's now you know cool to do as well and it's so easy to do you can do it with your family you can do it in your apartment you can do it at work um, there's really you know the sky is the limit
0: so what exactly is sustainability? I know it sounds like a very technical word and many people may be scared <laughs> of understanding what it means.
1: So essentially sustainability from you know the more traditional definition just says that how does how do you consume or meet the need of today and the present without compromising the ability of the future generations to meet their own needs, right? And it basically encompasses various um you know various areas such as the environmental conservation, social justice, economic stability, and of course, ethical practices. So in the context of this book, by Necessities How to Lead a Zero Waste Life, sustainability really is relating to the aspect of how you can reduce your waste and mm-hmm. thereby conserve resources and how you can just promote a more eco-friendly lifestyle by virtue of daily products that you use and just try and foster a sense of harmony between us humans and of course, this gorgeous planet Earth that we all um, you know, live on.
0: Yeah, so zero waste life means that you go through daily life without producing any trash, without uh, leaving anything behind. Isn't that so? And is that possible?
1: The concept of zero waste, yeah, like you rightly said, involves just minimizing the amount of waste that you're generating. um, So that basically, you're trying to reduce your waste to as close as possible to zero. uh, Mm -hmm. So nothing gets sent to the landfills or the incinerators or the ocean. Um, And I mean, it's it's impossible to live, you know, completely zero Mm. waste. But this, like anything else, this book is an aspirational book, right? If Mm. you shoot for the moon, maybe you'll hit the stars. And that's kind of the idea, right? You have to have some Mm. goals. And of course, we're going to fall short. And the way our economies and our lives are structured, um, you know, living completely zero waste is impossible. There are always going to be impacts of uh, what we live. But the idea is to strive for how much we can try and reduce our waste and you know the urgency of achieving this really stems from of course the environmental crisis and it's caused by excessive water uh, excessive pollution lots of habitat destruction and of course climate change so adopting a zero waste lifestyle is just a very actionable step for us to try and reduce our ecological footprint and preserve the planet for the future generations
0: and how does our footprint actually directly impact uh, pollution on earth
1: well lots of ways so the, every product from the minute you wake up, the minute you sleep, like your toothbrush or toothpaste, and it has all of these little, you know, small little dots that you see on it. And, you know, people say it's a great exfoliant for your teeth, etc. Yeah, those but are those are just,
0: made of plastics.
1: That's just microplastics. So, um, you know, the amount of products that have microplastics mm-hmm. or even clothing uh, that are synthetic it basically, every time you do a laundry load, there are microplastics going into the water. Oh. And where does the water go? You know, lands up again into whether it's the groundwater, or it will land up in it, it, essentially, it's a cycle of life, right? Uh, it has to go somewhere. And it lands up, of course, being somewhere in our ecosystem. And then imagine that you might be growing food in the same kind of groundwater or the same soil in which you then use the water that has microplastics mm. in it. Um, And that's why we are finding microplastics in breast milk, in blood, um, Mm. you know, even even in kids now, newborn kids um, have found to have microplastics. So this, you know, the rate at which we're currently consuming is very, very unsustainable. And unfortunately, microplastics is uh, something that is not visible to a naked eye. So -hmm. sometimes it's hard for you to you know, visualize what your impact actually is and kind of what it's doing. Um, But as you can see, you know, there are tons of diseases that didn't exist a few generations ago. And now it's extremely widespread. And that's largely because of our lifestyle, our dependency on plastic and combination of other factors. I don't want to just reduce it to one, but I'm just saying that, um, you know, this adds a level of complexity and you're actually then spending also so much money on our healthcare systems. Yeah. you know and it's all very very interconnected
0: uh, like you mentioned plastics i feel that plastics you know if we can reduce plastics the usage of plastic uh, we can reduce the footprint a lot what can one do on a daily basis because uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, online shopping you go to the supermarket uh, yep. you have something to drink you go you pick up a cup of coffee, everything is plastic. How can we reduce that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, And it honestly just starts with you. <laughs> <laughs> that you can only have control over your own personal actions. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say, first of all, you know, um, start seeing how you can reduce your own footprint on your own personal life. Mm-hmm. And don't obviously, bog yourself about doing everything all at once. Mm-hmm. But try and see how you can reduce your plastic usage um, using a reusable bag, for, mm-hmm. for example, right, just yes. keep one in your car, keep one in your bag. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's always accessible. And you, you can just say no to a single use plastic to get your groceries or anything else, you know, use that stainless steel straw to have your or mm-hmm. don't use a straw at all. Um, carry your own um, reusable containers to the grocery stores uh, or your local bakery or local kirana shop Mm -hmm. so also support local businesses that are trying to use more sustainable packaging or advocating for plastic bands uh, and also just recycling properly because obviously we can't all be perfect all all the time but when we do you know get products that um, maybe have the plastic footprint can we rinse it out can we dry it? Can we put it into the recycle? And can we, you know, mm. be segregating our waste more responsibly? Um, and I think that all of those actions collectively really help us reduce our plastic footprint.
0: Yeah, and I also like the suggestion that we should carry our own uh, tiffin whenever we go out, say on a flight or somewhere, uh, it, so that if we don't, even even if we are not carrying our own food, at least our own container, you know, in which we can receive the food or in which we can. Uh, sort of, uh, uh, which we can use instead of a plastic one.
1: Exactly. I have, that's a permanent fixture in my bag, you know, my <laughs> bottle, my little cutlery, a napkin, so I don't use tissues. Mm. Um, and a box. So the box also, I, I really like it because it's very space efficient. It's, mm. um, you know, I have a silicone one that's collapsible. If I have something in it, it's nice and big. And once it's done, I can just collapse it. And it's very, very space efficient as well.
0: Is indi- individual action enough? Uh, because the current scenario of uh, climate change, the consequences of climate change, we are seeing they are so frightening. Because all over the world there are these either typhoons or uh, you know excessive rain or excessive temperatures, the coldest uh, the coldest uh, day and the hottest day, and there's flooding everywhere.
1: Definitely. I mean, I totally, totally feel you. And Mm -hmm. um, I think individual individual action is a very tangible way of knowing that you are part of the solution, Mm -hmm. and is essential. But of course, it cannot be, it's not going to suffice alone, right? Mm -hmm. We need a lot of collective action, which means we need policy change from the top, we need more meaningful corporate uh, responsibility on how we're producing things, um, consuming things, etc. And also, we need, you know, just more global cooperation mm-hmm. on the importance of, you know, combating climate change very, very effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the individuals can also inspire the system, because if we are creating a demand for better products, or, you know, cleaner air, clean water, etc, then there will we will force the institutions around us to also change. And that could be companies, it could be policy, it could be government to help make that change possible as well. Um, so I think we have to advocate for, on a very large scale uh, for environmental initiatives and that will also really help change the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, and we saw in uh, that uh, every individual doing a collective action, for example, during the COVID. Uh,
1: Absolutely.
0: No, I mean, the air became so clear, one could see the mountains uh, from cities in Punjab and the rivers started rejuvenating. Absolutely. No? But, we,
1: yeah. We, yeah, in our own lifetime, we've seen, uh, we've heard more birds in our own backyard, you know, wherever we were, yeah. our visibility, Himalayas were like you said, visible yeah. after 30 odd years. Yeah. Um, from hundreds of kilometers away so mm-hmm. we've definitely seen the impact that our actions actually have so i think mm-hmm. that is a great testimony to uh, why individual actions ma- matter and you know every drop makes the ocean so um, we have to kind of be part of the solution
0: now can you tell me about your venture Bay necessities because i know you are doing a lot of landmark uh, work uh, uh, in that and uh, that's an outcome of this effort right
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, personally, I've been trying to live a low waste lifestyle for Mm -hmm. a long time now.
0: I believe in uh, two or three years, you produced only one jar of trash. Is that true? Yeah,
1: (laughs) my first three years, I was very, very, very strict. And I think people didn't really love being around me (laughs) at that time, because um, I was very militant on myself almost, Uh you know, I was very strict. I would only shop from a certain shop for my groceries. Um, You know, I was just very, very, very particular. And unfortunately, COVID did change a few things for me, because I obviously could not travel and go to my specific grocery store. And, you know, a couple of things that uh, traditionally I would do. Um, So I'm not nearly as perfect as I used to be. But also that helped me kind of um, realize that, I can't always strive for perfection. And, you know, it was it was unsustainable on my mental health, realized that I just had to be a little bit more kinder to myself and do whatever I can. Um, So I think that was also a journey in itself. Um, But yeah, the first three years, if you ask any of my friends or mom, you'll know, how um how kind of intense I was about <laughs> low-waste living. Um, but now that's why also I called myself a low-waster rather than a zero-waster okay. in order to try and clear any misconceptions that I'm nearly that perfect. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you talked about the brand and yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, Ben was just, you know, came up with the vision that we can make it fun, easy and accessible to create awareness around sustainability. What does this even mean? I mean, we're all just stressed out. Oh, about yeah. carbon emissions global thing and you just think like you have no say in the matter and you can't do anything about all of these huge um, important crucial environmental issues right because you just associate that oh it's the cops and the you know policy has to happen and all of that but this just made me think differently that um, I ha- do have the power to be part of the solution. And I started to live a low waste lifestyle. And then slowly I said, you know what, I think maybe others might want to consume more mindfully. And mm-hmm. that's how Ben was born the brand. Mm-hmm. And we create, you know, sustainable products, uh, like shampoo bars, conditioner bars, soap bars, uh, waterless formats of products that are you just have to add water from your own tap and you get wow. hand liquid, um, and you get dishwash liquid and surface cleaner, etc. So that was um, a kind of how the brand came to be. Mm-hmm. But from day one, I realized that we had to create awareness for the products, we had to create, um, you know, just awareness around sustainability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that commitment to awareness has always stayed from day one. And we mm-hmm. did that through workshops, which are obviously more interactive. Mm-hmm. And I would have maybe 20 people in a room, you know, 40 people in a room, and we would do really fun DIYs, etc, together. But, I re- but in pandemic, I obviously had extra time where I am, you know, you're not going out as much, and not, not a lot of social engagements, and um, that's when I actually penned down the book, and I said, you know what, if we, if I put down everything I've learned in the past few years, and mm-hmm. honestly, everything I wish I knew when I got started, um, this maybe could be an asset to someone else in their low waste journey, Absolutely. and uh, while yeah. I speak to only twenty people at a time. I can, you know, this book might have um, been in the hands of thousands of people, uh, mm-hmm. if not more in, um, you know, and have that same kind of multiplying impact. So kind of, that's how the book and the brand uh, coexist. And, you know, they obviously both have the same mission to uh, try and reduce our footprint and try and reduce our ecological footprint collectively on this planet.
0: So one can go on your website and uh, like, uh, choose the products and uh, uh, and and order them. So so, if somebody wants to say just order a toothbrush right now, do, would you deliver that, or you need a minimum order? Because for people who are new to this uh, this concept, they may want to just test out something in the beginning. Because I have yeah. in my mind the list of products I want from your website already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, we do have. Um, we do sell all over India, so you can just go to our website and order. Um, we right now don't have any uh, minimum order value. Mm. Um, we Also do work with two organizations, which is Hasidurla and um, uh, a forest Maruvan, which is an afforestation project of trees. Okay. Um, and one is, you know, supporting waste warriors in their formalization and whatnot. Um, so it's in basically, it's a way that we are contributing by virtue of the footprint that we are spending on delivering mm. it to people, right?
0: Mm.
1: Uh, so that's kind of our solution to being an e-commerce company. Mm. Um, But all of the packaging is completely plastic free, uh, Mm. paper tape, um, or no tape at all, Um, you know, cardboard boxes that are completely recyclable, or even compostable if you just put them in a smaller piece. Uh, So we're trying to be very minimal um, and mindful of our impact. So Mm. everything in our delivery is recyclable, compostable or reusable.
0: And is it safe chemically? I mean, like you you talked about shampoo shampoo bars and uh, you know the powder which you can uh, uh, you can just add water and use uh, as a dishwasher. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. So we use actually the EU regulations and everything is non polluting Mm -hmm. to our groundwater and is safe for your skin because the skin, of course, is the largest sense organ in our body, and we have to be very cognizant of what we put in it and on it. So, we all of our ingredients celebrate, um, you know, actually India. We've got an anodore soap, which is this gorgeous red clove. It's grown only in India and in Morocco. We've got Mm -hmm. uh, lavender that we source from Kashmir. I mean, it Mm -hmm. is celebrates in every form we have a turmeric Mm -hmm. soap Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah all of our um, surfactants as well that we use are all in safe limits Mm -hmm. Um, we use coconut derived surfactants for example so everything is safe to use even abiding EU regulations and you know EU is like the regulator of the world.
0: (laughs) You also talked about composting uh, and uh, that it's a very important area for uh, people uh, to, to contribute to the carbon footprint how can people on their level do composting
1: yeah it's super super easy to get started um all you need is a terracotta pot um with some holes ideally if you don't you know you can also get it from like daily dump um you can buy it online um there is probably a place that you can buy it just in your city if not you can even just take an old plastic bucket and mm. pop some holes in them
0: yeah yeah that's what i do uh,
1: yeah. Super super easy to get started, yeah. uh-huh. um, and you essentially just need a brown layer, which is um, anything from dried leaves to shredded cardboard to remix powder, mm-hmm. and then you add, you know, your uh, wet waste from your kitchen, and that could be your banana peels, cucumber peels, X Y Z, um, and then again you top it up with a brown layer. It takes less than thirty seconds. Um, you know, we just have a little box near our sink. We put mm-hmm. all of the food waste. And then, um, you know, every now and then, um, right after after every meal, try and just put into the compost. It literally takes less time than brushing your teeth in the morning. Mm. Um, and in a month or so, you'll have some amazing black gold, just great, fresh, um, amazing smelling compost and soil that's super, super rich in nutrients that you can top up into your plants that you have um, in your balcony, in your house, or in the apartment complex that you live or you can even sell it back to composting companies yeah. if you don't have any space. So really? it is amazing and you're reducing 60% of your waste by just composting every day.
0: So uh, one important question I want to ask you is that are you also advocating with the uh, with the corporate side, the ones who produce all this material? Of course, they also can't avoid it. But is there, are there efforts going on to reduce uh, reduce that? And find alternate yeah. ways, alternate ways to pack material, for example.
1: Or... Yeah, definitely. So actually, we do a lot of talks, workshops, educational activities with CSR teams and sustainability teams okay. and corporates okay. Uh, in general, which is really fun to see how um, everyone is seeing how they can be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have actually three online courses around sustainability, which is. Really? Okay. Uh, UNESCO, yeah, it's UNESCO recognized, it's a climate action resource um, as well. And essentially, one is on, you know, zero waste living on a very personal level, it's completely online. Mm-hmm. um, And it is a great place to get started. So a lot of the corporates that we work with actually have embedded these courses into their own, um, you know, internal communications or their own kind of um company learning platforms some people have it like a requirement like when you uh, when you get employed you have to take a couple of things on you know hr and about posh policies and xyz and even the sustainability course um, and some people are using it as a way to make sure everyone in the organization is on the same page because you might have a product design team that's designing products with recycled material and being really sustainable mm-hmm. but you also need the marketing and the sa- to and sales teams to communicate that whether that's externally or to the clients about those aspects um, and how to maybe redesign packaging to be more sustainable, mm-hmm. how can we deliver more sustainably, okay, how can we increase more of an EV fleet for the last mile delivery, mm-hmm. Um, you know, what does the packaging look like, how can we embed, use technology for more circularity, so we've actually got a bunch of case studies, lots of experts um, in the course as well that all of them are tradition mostly Indian examples, Asian examples. So very, very relevant in our context. Mm. And we've worked with several um corporations to basically embed these courses into their own uh systems. And it's doing really, really well. And the reach is phenomenal. Um, because more people are getting, you know, excited about sustainability. Yes. So every day on only- LinkedIn someone or the other is kind of also sharing about what they have learned and then now what they are seeking to do within their own organizations. Um, And that's been honestly something that has been very, very gratifying um, to see that in action.
0: No, it's a wonderful opportunity for people to learn how can they become zero waste uh, by doing a course, this online course, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just to wrap up, uh, can you sort of encapsulate the important steps people would need to reduce waste in their lives. In their lives,
1: uh, well, one is awareness. Educate yourself about the impacts which you're doing by just listening to this episode. Um, mm. You know, try and reduce your own impact. You can minimize your consumption. You can opt mm. for fewer things but high quality. Um, you can also try and avoid single use plastic items in your life. Uh, You can reuse as much as possible. Think about how you can reuse a water bottle hundreds of times, thousands, millions of times. (laughs) Um, But also, so just reusing things, um, and then repairing if something, your shoes, um, you know, something has happened, go to the cobbler, be part of the repair economy. So you can Mm -hmm. add more uses to your current products. Um, Mm -hmm. Think about supporting a local tailor, and you know, making something that is tailor made exactly your body, which is much lower carbon footprint, um, because, you know, as the distance between producing the clothes and your where we use it has increased, the transparency is also reduced and has contributed to a lot of uh, carbon footprint, but also uh, social and environmental issues. Recycle, segregate your waste as much as possible, um, you know, paper, glass, dry materials, um, dry waste, high density plastic, cardboard and wet waste, which is all of your kitchen supplies, kitchen waste. Um, mm-hmm. Compost your organic waste, you are reducing the burden onto landfills, um, we're reducing just your own waste by 60%. That's like an average Indian stat, by the way, mm-hmm. um, You know, choosing wisely. So when you do need to shop, picking material that have more sustainable packaging um, is important. Um, advocacy, you can advocate in your own apartment, mm-hmm. your own office. Um, or or online, or all of them, (laughs) Um, you know, write to uh, companies, if you want them to change their packaging, Um, write to your elected representative, if you want some sustainability initiatives um, in place. And if you do all of that, you know, you will, you won't even know it, but inadvertently, you'll be inspiring so many people around you, uh, whether that's your family, your friends, your colleagues, um, to try and, you know, have a positive impact on this planet.
0: Yeah, and the basic uh, the basic idea is to consume less or consume less often and uh, reduce, uh, I mean, recycle as far as possible. Absolutely, rightly said. Okay, Sahir, thanks a lot for being a part of this uh, uh, important uh, topic in this podcast. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: just thank you so much for having me and thinking of me. Um, I've had a blast speaking to you. And um, yeah, I, I just really hope we can continue to amplify our impacts collectively.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, uh, we would get back with you uh, maybe in another episode and explore uh, other things also because there are so many things and it's so multidimensional. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, would you like to share any contact information?
1: Um, yeah, um, uh, my website is BNSSTs.in. And, um, you know, our learning platform can be linked via there or it's by learning. Mm -hmm. Um, And our Instagram is by necessities zero waste India. Um, And I'm Seher Mansoor on, uh, you know, LinkedIn um,
0: and Instagram as well. Okay. Okay, Seher. Thanks a lot for joining us.
1: Thank you so much again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: So that was an interview with Seher Mansoor the writer of the book, Bare Necessities, How to Live a Zero Waste Life. Well, listeners, we would like to hear about your zero waste journey, if you have one. You can share tips on how to reuse material at home or how to reduce waste in our lives. We would share them with the listeners. You can send us a recorded message on Spotify or at our email address, which is given in the show description. So that's all for today. Thank you for listening in. This is Ranjit Monga signing off. Until next time, goodbye and take care.